Welcome to What Christians Should Know, hosted by Dr. Elijah Sadoffel. This podcast equips you with clarity and meaningful answers about God, the Bible, and your Christian life. Now, here's Dr. Sadoffel. Today's episode is somewhat unique because I have discovered an error in my own Bible interpretation. I must openly admit that a prior conclusion that I made is neither the best nor is the most faithful interpretation of the text. What was my inaccuracy? Thankfully, nothing that alters how we understand the core foundational principles of the Christian faith, but one that does alter who can serve in an office in the church. On July 5th, 2008, I released an episode titled, Can Women Preach or Teach? There, we searched the scriptures and came to the conclusion that women cannot preach, authoritatively teach, or hold the office of elder. There is no gray area on that point because the text is crystal clear. In that prior episode, I also further explained that women can serve in the office of deacon as deaconess. But I think there is a more precise way of handling the text, so I am changing my opinion. Looking at 1 Timothy chapters 2 to 3 overall, and specifically 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 18 to 13, I think the best biblical interpretation is that only men are permitted to hold the office of deacon. First of all, what is a deacon? Our English word comes from the Greek word diakonos, which simply means servant. We find the origin of the office of deacon in Acts chapter 6, verses 1 to 7, where the church found itself lacking individuals to serve widows' food. The elders thought it unwise to depart from the ministry of prayer and the word, so they assigned seven men to diaconeo, or to serve, in the ministry of mercy. Essentially, then, deacons are the servants on the ground who minister to people one-on-one. Second, what are the qualifications for a deacon? 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 8 to 13 tell us, A deacon is not supposed to be a drunkard, nor are they supposed to be double-tongued. This is fitting, since they will not tell the church one thing and then do another. They also will not make public what they learn in private in dealing with people who are needy. Deacons are also called not to be fond of sordid gain so that they will not squander the resources given to them to grace others. Let's read 1 Timothy 3, 8-13. That text says, Deacons likewise must be men of dignity, not double-tongued, or addicted to much wine, or fond of sordid gain, but holding to the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. These men must also first be tested, then let them serve as deacons if they are beyond reproach. Women must likewise be dignified, not malicious gossips, but temperate, faithful in all things. Deacons must be husbands of only one wife and good managers of their children and their own households. For those who have served well as deacons obtain for themselves a high standing and great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. In searching for an answer to the question, can women be deacons, the critical verse is number 11, which says, women must likewise be dignified, not malicious gossips, but temperate, faithful in all things. This verse appears in the middle of the qualifications for a deacon. The question, therefore, is, is the text referring to women who serve in the office of deacon, or is it referring to the women who are the wives of male deacons? 
diligent students of the Bible go back and forth on this issue, even amongst those who tend to agree on many other basic tenets of the Christian faith. On the one hand, there are those who say 1 Timothy 3.11 refers to female deacons, thus opening up the office to women. Gunaikis is the word in Greek that can be translated either women or wives. This is the word Paul uses in verse 11 when he says, Gunaikis must likewise be dignified. Indeed, it is hard to determine from context what Paul meant, either wives or women. But there are further arguments for women serving in the office of deaconess. One is that requirements of verse 11 are essentially the same as those for male deacons in verses 8 to 9. Even more, in Romans 16.1, the Apostle Paul refers to Phoebe as a diakonon, which is a version of the Greek word diakonos. Final pieces of evidence in this view cite that Paul makes it explicit in 1 Timothy 2.12 that women are excluded from the office of elder. This begs the question, why not make a similar prohibition against women serving in the office of deacon if there was an intent for women not to serve? On the other hand, we have to consider competing arguments which I think are more persuasive. These competing arguments contend that the office of deacon is exclusive to men. They are more persuasive because they do not argue from silence and they make positive, explicit claims. First, we have to analyze what Paul says in 1 Timothy 3.11 in the context of 1 Timothy overall. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, Paul goes back to creation and establishes distinction of roles based on sex. Indeed, men and women are equal, but they were created equal with distinctions. This then sets the stage for 1 Timothy 3, where Paul makes a distinction between how men and women serve in offices in the church. The offices of elder and deacon are distinct, not only by being occupied by men, but by the characteristics of the men who hold those offices. Second, if a requirement for a male deacon is that he manages all those in his household well, then it would make sense that proof of that reality would be seen in the characters of their wives. This helps to explain that 1 Timothy 3.11 refers not to women in a general sense, but to the women that are the wives of deacons. Even more, Paul mentions that elders must also manage their households well, so there is nothing explicit in the text that says who Paul is referring to in 1 Timothy 3.11 cannot apply both to the wives of elders and deacons. Thirdly, Paul never explicitly refers to female deacons. That is, when he specifically mentions deacons by title, he always refers to them as men. He says, Deacons must be men of dignity. These men must also first be tested. Deacons must be husbands of only one wife. Fourth, I mentioned at the top of this episode that the origin of the office of deacon is found in Acts 6, 1-7. It is not a coincidence that in the first century church, when elders named the first deacons to serve, all of them were men. Fifth, and probably the most important, is this. Whenever interpretation of a text is gray, we have to understand the barrier in us understanding the text is the cloudiness of our own eyes. God's word never changes, but human interpretation of it does because we are sinful, because we are fallen, and our natural minds cannot discern spiritual truth. 
As a result, it is always much safer to cling as close to the text as possible, and it is always much safer to interpret a text more strictly as opposed to more liberally. In this way, we do not wander off into our own interpretation and use carnal reason to arrive at our own understanding. Therefore, when our interpretation of any gray area in text is more narrow and more restrictive, we find ourselves in a position of greater safety because we cling closer and closer to what the text says. So, putting everything together, I believe that based on all the evidence discussed here, the more accurate biblical response to can women be deacons is no. Why? Because this office is reserved for men. Truly, this is an issue that is debatable, and Christians need not hold this matter in a closed fist. Those who affirm that Scripture is the final authority may ultimately differ over whether or not the office of deacon is open to women. In the end, although we have been talking about the office of deacon in this episode, every Christian is called to serve in the kingdom of our Lord. Hence, the character traits listed in 1 Timothy 3, verse 8 to 11, can be lived by all of us, both men and women alike. Christ is the ultimate example of one who serves, and by his service, he purchased redemption for all those who now serve him in his church. Thank you for listening. For more valuable resources, including a bookstore and online Bible study, visit wcsk.org.